Thanks for listening to our Legacy Podcast. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope today's message helps you in your walk with Christ. And you visit us soon at our Legacy Church campus in East Greenwich, Rhode Island. For more information, visit us online at www.legacychurchri.com. Today I want to talk about starting fresh and setting right priorities that will release fresh testimonies in this coming year. You know, I asked the, the Lord, God, what are you going to do this year? What do you want to do this year? And the Lord spoke to me, I feel, through the Holy Spirit, and said, this is going to be a year of fresh testimonies in our lives. Some of you guys who have been, been, you know, in the kingdom for many years, this new year is going to bring a breakthrough in your life. Things that you've been praying for, things that you've been waiting for. I feel the Spirit of God would say the waiting is over. God will be faithful to you, hearing your prayers, releasing dreams and desires in your heart. I also believe the Spirit of God would say that God's going to take our weaknesses, take our weaknesses and use them for His glory and turn our weaknesses into strength because it's in your weaknesses that God has made strong. It's in your trials and tribulations and things that happen in your life that, that God will take and use for his glory as a testimony that God is real. Those who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Those who trust in God, God will meet and use your life to display who he, he is. And also I believe that God's going to take the failures of yesterday and also give you a testimony for you to share Don't quit. Don't give up on God. Don't quit. Don't give up on God. God is faithful. God is faithful. God is faithful. You know, there's so many people in this church I can call one after another that can stand up and say, listen, you think you had it bad. You think you have it bad. Let me tell you about my life. Let me tell you what God has done for me. You know, I had to press through. You know, it didn't happen instantaneously, but God is faithful. God is faithful. We serve a faithful God. So fresh chapters are going to be written in your life this year. You know, I believe that our life is a modern-day Bible. You have chapters in your life. And I don't know if, 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 you, if you read your Bible, you find out every major character had some tough chapters in their life. I don't think you can find one person in the Bible didn't have some chapters that you'd say, man, if I went through that, I would have quit. I would have quit on God. But it's because of God, and it's because of them persevering, and that because of them believing that we today use their stories and say, look what God can do. And so God takes your life, and he's writing chapters. And you might be on chapter one. You might just be starting off. You know, God pulled in here, and you're on the back end of a tow truck. You know, your life's been a mess. Your life's been a disaster. And you somehow found yourself to the house of the Lord, the right place. You are in the right mechanic's place. You got the right mechanic to work on you. God wants to do things. You might be in chapter 3 and chapter 4, and God's going to release new chapters in your life. 2019, can we believe together? that God is going to to do incredible, miraculous things. God's going to give us fresh testimonies. Because the Bible says in Revelation 12 that we destroy 
the works of darkness by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. See, when, you, when God works in your life and you're able to stand up amongst your friends, families, people you work with, people that know you, and they see something happen, what is going on? Your testimony is what releases faith into them. See, Jesus, he's invisible. The Holy Spirit's invisible, but you're not. I'm not. You know, I was uh, with my daughter this past week, and, um, you know, what a great, great uh, Christmas we had. We, we had our whole family together, my son Michael, my daughter-in-law Brittany are here, <laughs> Daniel and Eva and, and Carissa, and, and we're all together, the family together. And, and so my daughter and I, we took a ride for some reason, and we, um, we were near where we started the church behind the A&W on Route 44. And all these memories started just filling my mind and my heart. And, and um, you know, in a little storefront where there's a tailor shop there and this little retail outlet. And I remember going there at 5 in the morning with a bunch of guys. Every day before work, before we went to the bank, we meet with a bunch of guys. And we go there at 5 in the morning and we start praying, God, will you use our lives? God, will you change people? We will be faithful to you. God, will you use this little storefront, you know, little hole-in-the-wall place we put a cross on the window? And God heard those prayers, and God saw the perseverance, you know, and then we expanded and expanded. And I took her around the corner, and I said, Carissa, then we went to this warehouse, and I remember again praying, having times of New Year's and fasting and asking God, God, will you do miraculous things among us? Will you show us miracles? Will you change lives? Will you break addiction? Will you break brokenness? Will you help families? You know? And, um, and in, that, in that storefront, in that uh, warehouse, and, and God touched the man's heart to come to us and say to Pat Stevens, say, hey, listen, if you would come to this warehouse, I will build for you a sanctuary. Now, that's miraculous. That a complete stranger say, you guys are growing out of that space. We'll take you. You will build a sanctuary for you. And he built a sanctuary. And then, you know, then we fill that up and say, where do we go, God? And then God did another miracle. He brings us to a bankrupt piece of property, 40 acres on Route 44, that no one wanted, one of the greatest properties in Rhode Island. And God gave us that property. And now there's two facilities there. And through that, thousands of people and thousands of young people have been saved, have been rescued. Families have been saved, have been rescued. You know, this church was launched from there. Look what God's doing. Look around, you know. We started with a handful of people, but God's doing incredible things, you know. God is a God who's able. God is a God who's able. And I want to say today, don't judge your future by your past failures. That's exactly what the enemy would have you do. Oh, it's another new year. Nothing's going to change for me. That's a lie from the pit of hell. We will stand on the word of God. We'll say, what does Jesus say about things? You know, you look at great men, spiritual men and not spiritual men, guys like Thomas Edison. You know, his teachers would tell him, you are too stupid to learn anything. And here's a man that had a thousand patents. We, have, we can thank Thomas Edison because we have lights, you know, Creating lamps, the phonograph, you know, the, the, the first, the first um, 
recordings of music. We could thank Thomas Edison. Here's a guy that was spoken into. You're too stupid. You know, the, the vacuum queen man, man, the vacuum cleaner man, Dyson. You see him on, on TV. Well, let me tell you something. That guy, he had 5,126 failed attempts to create that vacuum cleaner. That's a lot. 15 years he didn't quit. He didn't quit, didn't quit. Us as believers, we are not called to quit. We're called to persevere. We're called to believe and see God do incredible things. See, with God, you can have an amazing, amazing new year. You can have an amazing life in God. I'm not saying everything's going to be peaches and cream. Everything's going to be easy. But you'll have the greatest life that we can possibly live in Jesus Christ. There's no life greater than having a life with God. Lamentations 3:22. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Thank you Jesus. I can start new. Not every year, every morning. His mercies are new. Great is your faithfulness. And I want us to declare this passage of scripture psalm 65 11, over us that lord you will crown this year with bounty i hear amen? amen lord you will fill our carts to overflowing and abundance amen do you want to receive this this is the word of the lord today for us you know the bible says in deuteronomy 28 13 the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. Now listen, this is a very important part of this passage of Scripture. Circle this word. If, if you pay attention. Are you paying attention this morning? To the commands of the Lord your God that I give you this day and carefully follow them. You will always be at the top. You'll always be first, never at the bottom. You'll never be last. See, you may never be perfect, but you are chosen. You will never, ever be perfect, but you are chosen. If I am a child of God, it doesn't matter how imperfect, doesn't matter the mistakes I've made, God is always there, fresh, Mercy every morning, always faithful to his word, okay? But the question is, so how, Lord, this is a question I would have, how, Lord, will you make me the head, not the tail? How, Lord? Well, I have good news this morning. He's given you an instruction book. Now, here's the problem with instructions. Most of you guys never read the instructions, Especially men. Do I hear any men from the women? <laughs> There's always an extra few parts after you put that thing together. And I'm saying we need to pay attention and we need to really listen and learn from the instructions this morning. Amen? And the Bible is filled with codes. And almost like secret codes. But 
If you look at these codes in the Bible and you figure them out and you live by them, they always work. Now, I have a garage and I have a, a, a you know, a little combination thing, whatever you call that thing, right? And you put the combination in and the garage door opens. Trust me, every single time I put my code in, it works. Matter of fact, it works so good, I think half the church has my combination code. That, that's the problem, right? My, my wife could affirm this. You know, all my kids' friends know what combination. If my house ever gets robbed, I know it's going to be one of you. Okay? It'll definitely be one of you. But one of the combination codes that I want to look into is the word first. Say that with me. First. You ever hear that saying, um, first things first? Okay, first things first. And, and there's a principle, it's called the pre-MAC principle um, in the secular world, especially in the psychology world. And it's basically, and it's also called grandma's law, and it's basically this, that if you eat your broccoli first, you'll get your ice cream. Okay? And there's a principle, it's, 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 it's used for behavior modification, believe it or not, but it's in the Bible, this principle of first. You know, I remember saying to my dad, I want a new guitar. And he said, why don't you first learn how to play the one you have? You know, what God says in his word is if you do these things first, you'll get this. Okay? It's a powerful principle. And if we get these in our spirit and we obey these principles, your life is destined to be better. Your life is destined to fulfill what God's plan is for your life. I want to read a passage of Scripture in Luke 5. And here's a guy that, that you know, had many failures in his life. He had to learn this principle. It says, one day as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. And he saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen, who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and he asked them to put a little bit off from shore. Then he sat down and he taught the people from the boat because Jesus was always mobbed. And so this was a, a safe way for him to preach from the boat. And so when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, who's Peter, put out into the deep water and let down the nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. Now listen, he says this, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. Because you say so, because your word says so, I will let down the nets. And when they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and they filled both boats so full, they began to sink. You know, if we can get to a place where we say, God, because you say so. Lord, because it's in the Bible. See, Peter had to go against his pride. Like, here's this guy, Jesus, doesn't even really know him well. And, uh, and he's telling me, how to fish? You know who I am? 
I own this business. I've been fishing for years. And Jesus would say, yeah, I don't think you caught anything, have you? You know? And he had to set aside his pride. He probably was tired, just fishing all night. Too tired, Jesus. Leave me alone, you know? He had to break all his habits, the way he fished. I know what I'm doing. This is the way I've done it. Trust me. If anyone's going to catch a fish tonight, I would have caught it, you know? He had to, to come against his fears. Like, who is this guy? Is he going to rob my boat? You know? He had to come against all his natural thinking. But listen, when Jesus followed, when Peter followed Jesus' instructions, you write this down. Lack became abundance. Discouragement became joy. And fear became faith. So powerful when we start to follow the instructions of the Word of God. The combination code. It always works. It always works. I'm trying to convince us today because I'm going to give you some firsts in the Bible. Okay? They're not my words. They're not my first. They're his first. And I'm trying to to convince you that the Word of God is true. If you do what God tells you to do, if you first do this, this is going to happen. I assure you. I promise you, not though I promise you, but God promises you that they're going to happen. So I want you to get these first. Please, take out a phone, take out a piece of paper. Take these first into your new year because they will revolutionize your life. You ready for this? Okay. We need to start selling notebooks in our resource center. Write these things down. Let me tell you something. You need to write these things down because they really get into your spirit if you start writing things down on Sunday morning. But the first verse, and I call these the five firsts for releasing the supernatural into your new year. The five firsts. Number one, put your spiritual health first. Put your spiritual health first. You know, the Bible says that we are a tripartite being. And it says it in this order that the Bible says that we have first spirit, then soul, which is your mind, your will, and your emotions. And then we are a body, okay? But in that order, spirit first, soul second, and body third. The most important part of you is your spirit. And you look through commercials and you see where people, you know, all, all businesses spend all their money. They're appealing to your body, right? To your senses, your natural man. It's all about the body. God says it's all about your spirit. When you are born again, your spirit becomes born again. When you die, hate to tell you, your nice-looking body and all that work that you put into it is going to be in the grave. Your spirit continues to go on. And let me say this. You will never be healthy as a person if your spirit's not healthy. You can look good on the outside. You can be the smartest guy in the world, you know? But when you jump out of the plane, you gave your parachute to somebody else, you know? You don't... But your spirit is the real you. Invest in your spirit. The Bible says this in Matthew 6, Seek first. Say that with me. First. The kingdom of God. His kingdom. Not your kingdom. And his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. In Matthew 22, verse 36. Teacher, 
asking Jesus, which is the greatest commandment in the law? What's the most important thing, God, that I should do? Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Listen, this is the first and greatest commandment. Write this down. Rather than asking yourself, is this good for me? Ask yourself, is this God for me? That question alone will change your 2019. Rather than asking yourself, is this good for me? Ask yourself, is this God for me? Feed your spirit. How do I feed my spirit? Can I spend a little bit more time a day talking to God? Can I spend a little bit more time a day reading or listening to his word so that my mind gets renewed and all the junk starts to get out of it and I get truth that sets me free? Can I spend a little bit more time today and next year every day in worship, in worship? You know, I was ministering to somebody who's having a tough time, and I said, listen to this. And I sent them a song. And then he texted me. He says, I can't believe it. I listened to that song, and everything changed. The whole spirit of the house changed. Everything changed. Because where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Okay? Come on. You're in your worry. You're in your anxiety. You're in your fear. Change it. Can you put some worship on? A little bit more worship every day. A little bit more talking to God every day. A little bit more reading your scripture every day. And can we give of ourselves in 2019? See, as I give, I receive. You know, this church is filled with people this morning. I say give more in 2019. You know, join one of the teams of the church. You know, I was talking to the, 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 the servants of the house this morning and, and telling them about the passage of Scripture where this invalid was, was at the pool of Bethesda for over 30 years. And the Bible said, Jesus comes along and he says, do you want to be healed? And he said, of course I want to be healed. But over all these years, no one helped me to the pool. No one helped me. Get into the pool. And Jesus healed that person. And I said, and, and you know, did I feel through the Holy Spirit that God was saying, as those who serve in the church, the setup team, the breakdown team, the media team, the ushers, the porters, those who do worship, those who put the carpet out, we are those that are helping this person as people come in because we're all invalids when we come into the house of God. But then there's servants who are like Jesus. Right? They're not just like everyone else, just coming and going. Then there's the Jesuses of the group that help the, these people, help those that come in, find healing. So can you enjoin your life in 2019 to do more for God? You know, join a team, get into Grow Track, uh, join one of the crews that we're going to be starting for new friendships in 2019. I say this, don't live in between in 2019. Be all in. Be all into God. Number two, work on the inner you first. Your thoughts, your words, your relationship. 
you know, in Matthew 23, woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You clean the outside of the cup and dish, but inside they're full of greed and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisee first clean the inside of the cup and dish, and then the outside also will be clean. In 1 Peter 2.9, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. See, come out of the closet. Get rid of the stuff that needs to, to get, be getting rid of. Amen? Because the real you is the inner you. Who you are in the closet, who you are in your car, who you are at home is the real you. That's the real you, you know. The world judges on the outside. You know, we come to church looking pretty, you know. But God looks on the inside. And God gives us the power to change on the inside. That's your spiritual man. And as you change on the inside, everything changes in your life. Work on the real you in 2019. And let me say this. Speak good over yourself. Be careful what you say over yourself. Don't condemn yourself. Yeah, we, you fail. But you say, well, I can get up and keep going. I thank you, God, your mercy for me. You know, speak good over yourself, over your spouse, over your kids. Be careful what you speak. You know, sometimes I read Facebook and, and, and it's like, you know, it can be a real downer, you know. And uh, because we can all complain. Come on. We can all be critical. But let's be the voice of hope. Let's be the voice of Jesus. What Jesus, come on, what Jesus brought was hope. He brought good news. Good news. Speak good over yourself. Number three, keep the first day of the week, the Sabbath, first. Keep it sacred. Another first. You just do this. I'm going to come to church every week. Nothing's going to get in my way and coming to church. That's the most important thing, is honoring the Sabbath. I'm going to keep that first. Just doing that, your life will change. Your family will change. Your marriage will change. Your kids will change. I thank God. You know, I saw a picture of the two little kids this morning. It was like um, early, really in the morning. They were playing at these carpets because their parents were serving. I said, what a beautiful picture that is, you know? And they were here, I think it was like um, 7.45 or 6.40. It was early. They got here early, you know? And, uh, and I said, boy, if these kids can be up here early having fun, we certainly can get to church on time, amen? And, and making a commitment, a covenant, a sacred covenant. You know what the problem is with this world, especially what's happened to America? We have forsaken the Sabbath. New England? is the worst area, one of the worst areas of the country with regards to going to church. Out of all the New England states, at least we have some hope, um, Rhode Island has the highest uh, percentage of people going to church. 28, I won't clap yet. It's going to get better. 28% of people go to church. 28%, okay? We need to make that 100%. Come on. Okay? With the Holy Spirit, we can have revival. It's happened before. Keep the Sabbath holy. Exodus 28 says, remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. Hebrews 10, 24, 25. Hope you're keeping up with me. Let us consider how to stir one another to love and good works, not neglecting 
to meet together as in the habit of some, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day approaching, the return of the Lord approaching. It's so important. As the days are getting evil, we need to be in church more than ever, more than ever. That's why I say don't miss this Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, three days of the year to, to get serious with God, to get serious with your spiritual life, to come before God together. And, you know, and Jacob, he said he was afraid, and he said he had a dream, and he saw a ladder and angels ascending and descending from this ladder. And he said this, how awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God. Listen, the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. The church is the gate of heaven. We come to the house of the Lord. We're not just coming to a building. We are coming to an open heaven. An open heaven. This is, gives us, the church gives us access to God Almighty. This is the truth of God's word. Put it first. Put it first in your life. Everything will come against you doing these, these first. Trust me. Okay? Number four. Honor God first with your finances. Another first. Again, th- these aren't my first. These are the Bible's first. Proverbs 3. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of your crops. Listen, first, then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim with new wine. You want new wine, 2019? Come on. You want fresh blessings, 2019? Honor the Lord with your giving. Leviticus 27, a tithe, which is 10% of everything from the land, whether grain from the soil or fruit from the trees, belongs to the Lord. It is holy. It is holy. It's an act of faith. It's a sacred covenant. And let me say this. Your tithe feeds you. The church feeds you, your spirit. Your marriage is saved. Your kids are saved. Salvation comes to the earth through your tithe. I can't think of anything, anything greater that we can give to than the house of the Lord. God's ways are faithful. First, honor him with your giving. And last but not least, number five, you must first bind the strong man. Now listen, we live in a spiritual world. You know, we talk about the Lord and, and God all the time. But let me tell you, the enemy, the devil, Satan, he's probably more active on the earth now than ever I've ever seen in my lifetime. The devil is active. And the Bible talks about that. In the last days, it's going to get worse and worse and worse. And there's going to be persecution even against Christians, the very elect. And we're starting to see this in our our own country, in in this country. But what does it say here? Mark says, Who is powerful enough to enter the house of a strong man like Satan and plunder his goods? Only someone even stronger. Someone who could tie him up and then plunder his house. And Matthew, God gives us this word. I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. God has given us the power. Come on. To bind every lie, every principality, every curse of generations.
God has given us the authority and the power. We come here in the house of God. There's an open heaven. And then we leave with the empowerment of the Holy Spirit wherever we go. You need to bind the things that have stolen from you. If your finances have been stolen from, you need to bind. In the name of Jesus, I bind the spirit of poverty. I bind the thief off my finances. You know, if it's addiction, I bind that curse in the name of Jesus. If it's depression, if it's anxiety, if it's divorce, you know, it, you need to bind. That's a spirit, you know. God forgives. There's no sin that's unpardonable. Okay, but you don't want that thing continuously jumping into your house. You need to bind that thing and say, wait a second, Satan. You don't have authority over me. You don't have authority over my future. If it's negative thinking, you're critical. You can't see anything without the glass being half empty. That's a spirit. Spirit of criticism, jealousy, covetousness. You need to bind those things and say, wait, I want to be free. I want to be happy. I want to be filled with faith. Come on, in Jesus' name we declare, we bind the strong man. Let's all stand this morning. Thanks for listening today. We hope you were blessed by our Legacy Church podcast and hope to see you soon at our church service in East Greenwich, Rhode Island. You can connect with us on any social media platform at Legacy Church RI. Have a blessed week.